And uh, in the first uh, meeting we had, I started with a book title of a book uh, by His Holiness the Dalai Lama, which is um, The Heart of Meditation is the recognition of innermost awareness. So that's what His Holiness says is this journey about the recognition of innermost awareness. Yes, and today I want to explore a bit what conditions you can create in your life so that this recognition or this shift can happen. It seems that talking doesn't help so much often, so that's why I would like to start with just sitting quietly, a guided meditation, so that I don't put so much into your, into this space. So first is um, you adjust your posture. So you take a few moments to bring your posture into alignment with gravity. your eyes or if you sit with open eyes your gaze relaxes you're taking a couple of deeper in and out breaths Shifting gear from the head into the body, from the doing to being here. And see if you, with the out breath, can let go of some of the unnecessary tension. Letting go by letting be. Letting go by welcoming.
aspect here, the kindness, friendliness. softening and opening, meeting yourself as a friend. softening the belly softening the shoulders softening the face out-breath, softening the whole body, from the toes to the top of your head, opening like a flower opening. Making space. Also, if there's discomfort or tiredness, let that be okay. And of course, thoughts continue to arise, and maybe you brought something from the day into this moment. Just bring it into the space. Like a cloud in the sky. Sometimes you emphasize the storyline again, the commentary, and that's fine. But maybe you then can drop back into the belly, into your hands. which arises when we sit quietly together in the spirit of compassion and the spirit of kindness 
support each other in creating a space where we can relax, where we are welcomed, where we can be a human being with feelings. And then if something comes to the foreground, we allow that to happen. Because there's so much space, a vastness of presence, that nothing is too much. It's good for you to emphasize a bit more the stabilization by returning to the breath or returning to the hands. Or you can actually slide into a choiceless open awareness meditating like the sky without particular focusing on something. So just follow your intuition there, what feels right for you. Maybe a mixture of both.
flow, breath, sounds and thoughts. Isn't there also something bigger? something began to become a bit more into the foreground. into the vastness, listening into the stillness. gesture of love, of kindness, of care. Almost as if you are bathing in compassionate presence, in loving presence. cell of your body. And notice if there's a part in your experience which you rather don't want to touch something you don't want to invite, 
particular they are, say yes. You can be here also. Sit down. I give you bread. I give you space. I take care of you. inspired or feel how we support each other in holding the human condition in love, the struggle. space, into the loving space, into the heart space, with your body. fixing, controlling, trying to get somewhere. And you're shifting into, into that place, being here, 
that you have everything you need. There's stillness uh, underlying, surrounding, pervading.
flow of your experience. stillness, does it have boundaries? How does it feel to listen to that stillness which is underlying, surrounding and pervading this voice? into that stillness, to experience more stillness, feel into that peace. Nothing, nothing, nothing needs to change, you don't need to calm down or be more awake or more focused. It's effortless. It's always there, effortlessly. Allowing this moment to be the arising of the I thought, the sense that I am meditating. And just recognize that that is also just something which comes and goes within the stillness, like the other thoughts.
of sitting is also called non-meditation because it is something which happens, there is no control involved.
the beginning when we start to meditate, usually what uh, what we do and what we are offered in the different tradition is to relate to the content of our experience. What in the Tibetan tradition is called Sam, so the conditioned level of our of our experience, that which is changing, that which is moving. And there's like the part of stabilizing ourselves with it. So choosing kind of an object or something is offered something sometimes it is being told to you what, what you're supposed to meditate upon for example the breath or a sound or a mental image and the training is then to bring your mind back when you get distracted so that's called the shamatha training and uh, Maybe you notice how somehow something in you is drawn to that and you feel, ah, this is good, this is actually what I need just now for a while or in the beginning of the session. Just uh, a bit of control. Of course, as friendly and gentle as possible, uh, but uh, it is a control. And, of course, there is a strong sense of I, it's I am becoming mindful of the breath. I am bringing my mind back. I am aware of uh, of the breath, of the sensations in my belly. And, and, and at that level it's fine. It's not being questioned. It's not, um, it's not the purpose of that uh, that uh, aspect of the practice or that level of practice to question that. So the other part of uh, working with the content of our experience is to reflect upon how can I relate to the content of my experience to reduce my suffering, to reduce my stress. So this is an amazing question of course. Because initially there is no sense that, that that is actually an option. That it makes a difference how you relate to the content of your experience. And uh, we have been looking a bit in, into the practice of self-compassion. So that is this question, this inquiry, how you personally can relate to what is happening, to your feelings, to the sensations in your body, uh, to what's coming up in your meditation. How can you bring love into that, compassion into that? Still, there is a sense of, of me. I am doing that. I, am, I, I can relate to the content of my experience in a controlling, fixing uh, judging way, criticizing way, and I have realized, wow, I'm hurting myself. I'm increasing 
my suffering and I want to change that and I can change that. So this is an amazing healing work. Uh, uh, we, we particular, you know, from the West need, need to uh, need to do. I don't know, but it's just is uh, is so so much suffering is added, unnecessary suffering is added to. To what we experience by relating to the content of our experience in a in a in a harsh way, in a controlling way, in a fixing way, in in a resistant way. So, in the Buddhist training, uh, a lot of uh, meditation practices they are they happening on that level, using the content of your experience of your experience to stabilize and changing the relationship to the content of your experience. So you have a feeling, for example, anxiety, either do you beat yourself up for it, so you make it worse, you feel you feel bad about feeling bad, instead of just feeling bad, so you make it worse than it is. Or you explore what happens if you bring kindness into that. And it's this is quite quick that you notice a change. It's just sometimes not so easy to find that space of kindness. And there I have been introducing you introducing you to the possibility to ask for help. Please, Bodhisattva angels, I don't know how to do this. Please help me. And they will come. That's the experience. Yeah, of course, on one level, on the on the more inner level, what you are, what you open through that uh, through that uh, prayer is an aspect of yourself. That's what you open. I just saw a kind of silly animation movie. I think it was called Daisy or something like that. It was about a little fish, like a sequel for of Nemo, I think. And uh, but what I liked in this movie, it was this this little fish, and she had a she had this problem that she had a, her memory didn't work. So she she would swim a bit and then she would be there and she wouldn't know why why I'm here where do I come from what is my name where's my parents so she was completely so and so she, she and then what she did always was she was like okay okay so oh yeah okay 
what what do I do now? Oh, yeah, there's some, I move there because it feels a bit better there. And then, then she moved there, and then she started to ask for help. Help, help! And then there was a swish, uh, 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 fish swimming, and she would help. Can you help me? Can you help me? And they were, they were. But she just continued. Right? She just continued. And then you, of course, you always found someone. People want to help. This universe, this universe wants to help. But she just didn't give up. Help! Help! Can can someone hi? Can someone help me? <laughs> really sweet. I was so inspired by that <laughs> because that's not. It, it's so difficult for me. It's so difficult for me to admit that I need help. Because you know, then you, then I would have to admit that I'm lost, that I'm not the enlightened person or the mature person. And so I, I'm really, maybe you can watch that, just that. Um, then you have to watch the whole movie. It's <laughs> but, but, but this, this little fish in this ocean, in this vast ocean, completely lost, and then daring to say, "Help! Is there someone who can help me?" And then, the, and then not being answered. Yeah. So, but not giving up. So. In, in the Tibetan tradition, you you, you 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 know you do the practice of asking for help from the teacher, from the lineage, from you know taking refuge, uh, help from the sangha, yeah, with support from the sangha. almost more difficult than giving help. Our giving help feels so good. But uh, can you help me? Yeah, so and in this book which I uh, brought into the first session the recognition of innermost awareness, His Holiness makes a statement that all these meditations which we, I was now talking about, that they are provisional, that, that they are not the real thing. Because you, you work with the conditioned level of mind, with the relative level of mind. So at one point, what happens is that uh, there's a shift in our practice. Uh, Tara Brach uh, describes it as like a stepping backward. 
So suddenly we become also interested into the background. Before we were occupied with the foreground of our experience, reducing the suffering, at least not making it worse. I mean, that's already reducing the suffering. If we don't make it worse, then it is. So the like this stepping backward, becoming aware of that there's something bigger. Something which is always already there prior to the content of our experience. In the same way the sky is prior to the clouds, prior to the sunshine, prior to the rain, prior to the storm. Without this prior beingness of the sky, the storm couldn't happen. So that the storm happens is a proof that prior to that there was something. So that is an important that is an important shift in, in one's practice. Because at one point you start to see that all this healing, fixing, controlling, trying to get somewhere on the relative level has been going on since beginningless time and you have done everything already. So there's a sense of, I could do this forever and I would never come home. I would never come to that place where suddenly, suddenly everything is fixed and controlled and the work is finished. And that's in the Buddhist uh, uh, cosmology, it's called samsara. That's what samsara is. Trying to fix something which is unfixable. Trying to find safety, trying to find home, trying to find end of seeking in a place where it it will never be found. So then we turn, we turn, there was this mudra of Tulku Urgin Rinpoche. So all these other meditations, they are like this. Breathing meditation, compassion meditation. And there's this sense of I, I, I bring my mind, I bring my mind back to the breath, I. So, and then at one point, we do like this. Do like this. Almost like as if we roll our eyes backwards. What do we see? So, what do we see there? And then, so and then, so and then the resting. So that's the shift then. 
So you roll your eyes backwards, and then there's this shift. So now when we turn awareness back into awareness, we turn awareness back into the source, we make a step backwards. Then there's these three qualities. I talked about. Knowing, of course, how dangerous it is or how easy it becomes to, you know, too much talk or too much uh, words, too much concepts we get, too much ideas. But nevertheless, this attempt to give us some signposts, kind of a bit of confirmation that you are that you are turning towards that you are turning towards this so in the Tibetan tradition some lineages they refuse to talk about that and some lineages they make words And Sogni Rinpoche says one of the best words he came across is essence love. I like the German translation of it. Tiefgründige Liebe. And tiefgründige Liebe. Love and tiefgründig like deep, deep ground. Deep grounded, deep grounded love. And part of that inquiry what is also sometimes called self-inquiry. So that, you know, that to follow that, to bring that question into your meditation, what is, what is being aware? What is that? Now I have worked with what I'm aware of. Yeah, I have worked with that. I concentrated on it, I changed my relationship with it, I took loving-kindness meditation, tonglen, visualization, mantra, you know, all this stuff, energy work, you know, breathing techniques, so I worked with the content of my experience. And at one point, and the Holiness says, all these meditations, they are provisional. They are actually not real meditation. The real meditation, the heart of meditation, is when we become curious about that, 
which is aware. That which makes that possible. That which makes it possible that there is content. And because we are so fascinated by the content, then we oversee that which is always there. Which has to be there, because otherwise there wouldn't be content. And that's what we take refuge in. That's what we ta- That's what we start to rely upon. So we start to be to rely upon that which nothing and nobody can take away from us, because it was never given to us. It was never born. It was always eternally infinite. There. Deathless, it's called. Say something important. <laughs> I never know. <laughs> so that's it quietly for fifteen minutes or so. sliding into the body. Bathing in the field of presence. Appreciating the mighty stillness. like falling in love.
listening to the stillness with your whole body, with your belly and your hands.
notice that you emphasize the commentary without making a big deal. You drop back into your hands, into the belly, stabilizing a bit. And then, if possible, opening, meditating like the sky.
towards the end of this uh, sitting, we can reach out from our heart into this room and into the surroundings. And sharing stillness, sharing loving presence with the mandala of our life, with the, our relationships, with our work. And get a sense that you're always moving within this loving space. Like a fish, wherever she goes, there is already water. So in the same way, wherever we move, wherever we go, this is already there. in this way, this moment, this course, this group uh, continues to be a source of inspiration and protection.